Mostly about football, the World Cup edition. Today's pod brought to you by Churchill's Sports Bar in Kingsford, Sydney. And on today's World Cup pod, we look at Group C, the team's chances, and get the legendary Puska the Cat to give her predictions on the game. Roger Gonzalez here, and joining me, sporting a beret and a baguette, is Carlos Medina. Hello, Roger. You forgot to mention, I'm riding a kangaroo all oh. the way to the top. Yeah, so with, with the beret, charging with the baguette <laughs> against France. Against France. Oh, okay. So, Look, it's, it's, so you're not my, supporting. They are my pick to win it. However, I will be back in Australia first. Oh, good. Good to hear. So let's, let's have a look at the Group C teams. As you mentioned, France, Australia are in this group. Also Peru and Denmark. What's a highlight for you from this group, apart from Australia? It's always interesting just seeing the favourite teams and seeing the early games, how they fare, do they start slow, do they pick too early. The come out firing and so on. Um, Australia's had relatively good games and mostly wins, right? Mm. France had the friendly game with the United States. It was a one-all draw. But it was, became quite eventful as Giroud, one of the major attackers, the Chelsea player now from Arsenal before, headbutted a defender. They both went for a, a ball and into a cross. They both pretty much, I think he got the ball, but then got each other. A full strength, bang heads. Remarkably, blood splashed about three players. He ended up looking like the uh, Australian um, Melbourne Victory goalkeeper, like a mummy all bandaged up and so on. Yeah. And apparently it's okay. You know, it was the best way to describe it is if you ever seen boxing and somebody gets a cut, like a single split line above their eyebrow, it was something like that. So blood just went everywhere. Obviously, his stitches and so on. And um, apparently it's okay enough, and it will be starting. In the in the lineup against Australia, you kind of wonder does that have anything, any impact? Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it was a draw against the US, a team that didn't even make the World Cup. Yeah. Credit be to Bird, the Australian coach. His single-minded focus has been the game versus France. Everything is about that game and nothing else. And I think it's a totally right approach. The more I've learned about his style, personality, and how he has done the setup for the team the more I become to admire him because he's much more pragmatic mm. about the style that we need to play. So if we need to defend, we will. If mm. we need to counter-attack, if we need to go pressure and attack, we can. And one of the things that really, uh, I think actions always speak louder than words, he's paying part of his coaching staff out of his own pocket because the Australian FFA, what on earth are we doing? They refuse to pay. What? The contract was for him only and none of his staff. So, so then... Oh. Let's park that one. Yeah. He's then, his own reasoning was, hang on, I don't have time to get stuff, to get miscommunication. People forget about language problems, but understanding of philosophy mm. and training methods. So he just grabbed the guys and oh, no, paid him yeah, out of his own it. pocket. Mm. So he's just grabbed those guys and paid him out of his own pocket. Yeah. Um, so that shows his commitment and his single-mindedness about it. And yeah. that's exactly kind of what we need. Yeah. I think... Having seen Australia, the last game that they played was uh, a bit tricky. Uh, defensively? <laughs> defensively, let's say. Oh, my God. Uh, they were very lucky to, to get a win, considering that howler. Mistakes. Both captains score on goals. The highlight for me, and I think the highlight for me in this group, 
and also in that game was Arzani. Uh, Daniel Arzani coming on, scoring, and also having that through pass. Amazing to... vision and understanding mm. for the game, reading the defense, yeah. And that ended up in an own goal, but it was Arzani that put them in that situation. So And, and the cross would have gone to Timmy Cahill otherwise, so probably you would have guessed it, it was a strong chance of scoring. Um, I want to remind everyone, Iranian refugee, Iranian background, again, part of Australian multicultural society, also the youngest player yeah. in the whole World Cup. I think the biggest question after he, him stepping up like that is actually, do you play him mm. as a starter? Mm. Or do you keep him and throw him at the defenders in the second half? Yeah. Um, what would you do? <laughs> I think I would throw him on on the second half, especially against the France game, because someone yeah. that fast, you want them to be a bit slower to, so that he's more effective because France might shut him down effectively if he comes on straight away. You mean strategically they would strategically, have been prepared yeah. and they would have marked him and know it's, he, he was coming. Right? Exactly. But if you put him on, let's say, second half especially, then the coach doesn't really have a lot that he can say to the team to... I'm sure they'll have... Um, they would have prepared, prepared and so on. To some extent, but I think, you know, going down the flank, being faster, um, taking players on, that's the best use of him in the opening game. Get confidence and then maybe use him as a starter for the other games. I think that's a good conservative way of doing it. I think it's happened with lots of players like that in the past. Some of those really young players sometimes have been benched all the way. That even happened to Maradona. Right? Yeah. He wouldn't get... He got to go to one World Cup where he did not play a game. Yeah. And then after the next one, and the next one, then he became an all-out starter. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes players kind of push themselves out. And if his personality also shows in the training sessions and the, and the team and behind closed doors, maybe it's, it's one of those where you would use it as the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. And you shouldn't throw them. Don't let the big... Um, eventful big game, first big World Cup against France, one of the favorites. All of that can have a massive impact, right? So you don't want to burn him and so on. Except if he's truly at a world-class level. Mm. We're looking at all the, the potential guys who are going to take over the World Cup and the, the new, I guess, the mantle being passed on to the new. Is it really up there? I almost feel like if, if you wanted to gamble everything on that game, you would. And just see what France can do. Yeah. See what setup you can have, and then what well, we've always thought have Timmy off in the second half coming off the bench. Well, the first game is always going to be a game where anything can happen. Australia could snatch a win or even a draw. I think a draw would be a great result for Australia. Yeah, even I would argue uh, one nil. Anything keeping the goals a one goal difference. Yeah, would be a bonus, a, a, a decent result for us. Right? Yeah. In the rest of the group, we've got Peru and Denmark. I, I just wanted to touch on the fact that I was in Peru when Peru was playing the qualifier against uh, New Zealand. So I was in the country when they qualified and as soon as they qualified, they got uh, a national public holiday. Wow. Because they hadn't qualified for the World Cup for 36 years. So leading up to that game, everyone in Peru were, were excited. They were talking about the Guerrero suspension, they were talking about all these things that were occurring. But it was a, a whole nation that came up to support this team in such a way that I haven't experienced it in such a long time. It reminds me of when Australia qualified with Aloisi's uh, 
versus uh, Uruguay. Yeah, in, the in penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with a penalty shootout. Yeah. Um, it was great to see. It was great to see everyone just so excited. And um, I'm sorry that New Zealand didn't make it, but I don't think New Zealand were up to scratch anyway. And as you keep on saying, Peru is a bit of a dark horse in this group. But yeah, that was that was a great experience to be in Peru in Lima, seeing Peru qualify and just the whole country just going nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to, to judge the other two teams in the sense that Australia hasn't had a lot of, to do with them at Peru. Yeah. It's not like we got a long history or we understand the, the way they play. Having seen the South American qualifiers, I rate Peru highly. And they are having now Guerrero. Yeah. They have that warrior, as his surname actually means in Spanish, a full warrior attitude. Um, and if they've got a chance to win... Or qualify, that yep. will be the last game for Australia in that group mm. versus Peru. Hopefully by then Australia is in a safe position where it's only almost a draw that's required or something yeah. like that. But it would not be an easy game regardless. Mm. Obviously the, the first game versus France is still not an easy game. Um, and if I had to choose, play them first or play them last, yeah. I'd rather play them first. Anyway. Yeah. So your pick of the group, I think we're both agreeing, I, I, I can sense that we will both agree with this, but my pick is France to come first yep. and Australia to come second. With, I hope so. I hope so, yes. With potential Peru there. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. Now, let's find out from the real expert, Puska the cat. If you don't know, Puska is a street cat that I've uh, adopted and we've, we've been putting her to work by choosing who will win each of the games, win, lose, or draw. We set up three meal bowls, and then she chooses which bowl that she wants to eat from. She finally is paying for her own food, at least. <laughs> That's right. Puskas Peak. So, for this group, we've got France versus Australia. Let's see what Puska reckons. And here's Puska about to approach the food bowls. Drum roll, please. Oh, she's gone for France. She's, I think she's going for a footballing brain over her heart. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she's chosen France to win against Australia. And uh, let's see what she says about Peru versus Denmark. Ooh, that's interesting. A draw. Peru versus Denmark, a draw there. Ooh, that would open up the group quite nicely. Yeah. Probably a good result for Australia. Yeah. You, know, you want minimum amount of uh, points to go to both of those teams. Yeah. So maybe she's she's uh, feeling a bit guilty about choosing France. <laughs> you said she's got a bit of an attitude. Is she French anyway or is she Australian? <laughs> no, she's definitely Australian, but uh, she's just painful at times. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's Puska's picks. And I think that's pretty much all we've got time for in today's pod. If you want to uh, send us an email, send an email to mostlyaboutfootballpod at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at mostlyafootball. From myself, Roger Gonzalez, and Carlos Medina. Ciao, ciao. Goodbye. Goodbye.